Well, thanks everyone for tuning into the second episode of Selling to Friends. It's been a couple weeks since John and I had a chance to make an episode. John, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? I know you're down in Houston, so we don't really get a chance to talk yeah. much or see each other in person. Yeah, well, you know, it has been a couple of weeks. It's been hectic, man. Um, I know 4th of July, you know, I was at, at the lake house. Hectic, but good. Um, brother-in-law got, got married last weekend. So that was a, a big, you know, kind of talking point for, for the family and, you know, kept us busy all, all last week and uh, through the weekend. Is it your lake house? <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm fortunately not. Hey, I'm I'm in sales. I'm still pretty green to sales, but hoping one day that's something that's that's going to be in my future. But yeah, you know, it, it's it really has been a crazy last couple of weeks. Have you had a chance to do your day job much, or have you been sitting on a lot of PTO <laughs> over <laughs> over July? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, with, with everything we're doing, plus my, my day job, it's, it's been a lot, but I've, I've managed to, you know, I habitually have my bag slung around me whenever we go anywhere. So I'm, I'm getting work done here and there as much as I can. What about you? You've been traveling a lot yourself, huh? Yeah, I have. Uh, just revisiting that thing. You say go anywhere. It's just like, go to your living room to work. <laughs> What's going on there? Right. Um, no, I actually have been, been traveling a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I haven't taken PTO in a while. And, oh, I almost said going back to the office, but signing back in remotely after two weeks was, was interesting. Um, I actually spent the last two weeks with family. I, I went with uh, my parents and siblings to Tennessee this uh, past week, was, was in Dallas for the 4th of July, and before that was with my uncle uh, over in New Mexico and Colorado. So both Tennessee, Colorado, New Mexico, um, the three of those, I was doing some fly fishing Focusing on social distancing. Uh, yeah, but, stayed away from people, right? Right. I mean, luckily, luckily that's my mentality anyway, right? I, I sell to people <laughs> and then afterwards I just shut off and no more socializing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You go fishing. That's right. All you do. Absolutely. So great, great last couple of weeks, good chance to unwind, but now back at home and focused again on working and closing out the quarter strong for my current role at App Dynamics and um, really just making sure that I'm engaging with, with people in my network and, and folks that, um, you know, family and, and folks that are important to me. Yeah, it's, it's a hectic time of year, you know, with everything going on. And then like you said, quarters are, are closing and all that. So yeah. And it's going to be, busy. it's going to be interesting. I mean, we, we see everything continuing to extend over here in Dallas. I know we've just sort of rolled back reopening with bars closing again. So Mm -hmm. Getting used to the new normal is still something that's that's underway. I know that we've been going through this for four months, and since coronavirus is showing no signs of slowing down, we can't really expect this to change soon. So really making sure that we're focusing on what's most important um, is, is really what I'm trying to go for right now. Yeah, and that that's kind of a good segue into our, our next topic, right? You know, kind of talking about what struggles we've been seeing in in our day jobs with this stuff going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the most challenging things is just responses overall. I think one of the challenges mm -hmm. that come with that is finding the right avenue to connect with a prospect. So you think about the example of me when I was, when I was in the office for app dynamics a few months ago, one of the big things that I would do as part of my personal prospecting was sending physical gifts or notes to right. customers. And 
you think that there are so many people now working from home, that's something that without getting their confirmation of their home address is something that's been ruled out of my prospecting efforts. And similarly, it's, it's affecting everything end to end. I know a lot of times when I would do cold calling, I would be able to easily find an office number and drill down and figure right. out yeah. the desk, the desk line and, and hopefully get a conversation. <laughs> so definitely getting a lot, a lot more difficult um, as we get further into this. Yeah. And I've, I've seen some stuff too. Obviously everything you've talked about is applicable to, to my role as well. But then, you know, just the, the shift between, you know, where, where the market's kind of trending and all that people are, are starting to, to kind of hunker down a little bit more. Right. So we're having some conversations around people using it as an opportunity to, to expand and, you know, kick out the competition and other people are just, Hey, we've, we're shutting down spending. We're, we're kind of in a, a saving mode. So that's, that's definitely right. something that, you know, we, we see constantly with markets and stuff going like that. And one good call out from a friend of mine a couple of days ago was that the goals of prospects that we're reaching out to have significantly changed. You think about it mm -hmm. before is where our way of life was just very consistent. We knew what to expect. Um, it right. was a lot easier to put work as a priority. Um, and the pivot now is there's a lot more people thinking about the safety of their family with everything going on. And of course, as it should be they're that that's really the right, priority yeah. right now. So I think that's where it, it's even tougher is you have to be really tapping into that empathetic messaging, regardless of how you're reaching out and getting used to that is a good thing in the long run for sales development, but still something that takes some getting used to as yeah. someone early in my career. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I don't think it matters what, what stage in the, in your career, you know, anybody is right. This is, we're in uncharted waters now, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is, what has anything been working for you? I know for me, it's just been so hit or miss as far as getting meetings and setting up conversations with individuals. Is there anything that's been working for you, John? Yeah, I'd say the, the, biggest, you know, piece of success I've had has just come from, you know, we kind of hit on it already. Not having a, a sales agenda, right? Just, hey, you guys reached out um, about our software. Hey, you know, we, we talked in the past, whatever it might be. How are things going right now? You know, not just with the, the company, but with you. How, how are you doing right now? You know, where are you guys at with, with everything going on? So, you and know, I it's... It, yeah, just just to add to that, so I think one of the the big things to note today, or kind of with everything going on in the world, mm -hmm. you mentioned it earlier that to a certain extent, some financials are being cut, and the availability to purchase or or the flexibility to purchase software is just not really there. And right. I think that's to your point. I think it's even more important now to focus on that relationship first and genu genuinely caring about the individual, because most people are are not necessarily in a buying motion right now, but by right. focusing on building a, a real relationship with them, it's something that could be a potential deal down the line. Yeah. And, and people remember that, right? You, you remember the people that, you know, genuinely ask about you and care about, you know, what's going on in your world as opposed to just pushing their own agenda. Something we right. talked about in the previous episode as well. You know, um, pe people will remember the people that were good to them and, 
in hard times when it comes back around to, you know, whenever they are in a buying cycle. Right. One, one thing that I've seen is a, a less success um, when it comes to cold calling. I know mm-hmm. for, for some folks, initially when coronavirus kicked in, a lot more people are at home. So more people were picking up their phones. I think they've caught on. So <laughs> that's happening a lot less in, in my day to day. But I actually have seen an uptick in success with email and LinkedIn. Um, one of the big things I've been doing is, is trying to slowly focus on growing my LinkedIn presence, just from sharing content to connecting with the right people and hopefully yeah. building a network that will be able to be mutually beneficial to me and to them as we continue to move into uh, the future here. So ha- have you similarly seen any news, found success with LinkedIn, email? Have you personally well, been receiving yeah. more outreach from others? What does that look like for you? Roman's asking this question. He's he's kind of teeing up a softball because it's something we've been talking about, and uh, <laughs> him and I have been have been working on together. Right? We've been uh, working together to to really up our our LinkedIn game. You know, um, just with each other as well as with with the company. So, um, yeah, I mean, hadn't having a ton of success just facilitating conversations. You know, or or being a part of conversations, seeing things that are interesting that a lot of these, you know, people that are probably smarter than us or have been around longer than us are posting. And then, you know, just being able to comment and share insights and seeing that sort of snowball into now people are connecting with me and now we're having our own conversations, you know, and just that, that snowball approach of, Hey, you know, this is really, how, how things are, are starting to get done. Maybe we're late to the show, um, you know, being as, as kind of green as we are to it, but right. I, I think one of the big things that's super motivating about starting to work more with LinkedIn is just seeing how the influencers interact with their audience. So some of the big sales folks that I follow are Colin Cadmus, Justin Welsh, um, and Austin Belsack. And they're all, they all post some great content. And one of the great things is I've commented on some of those posts with some insights of my own or things that I have to add to the conversation and I've had a reply. So really starting those conversations through LinkedIn is, is really exciting because as we start moving more towards a remote world and a more of a digital world, it's good to see that more people are interacting that way. And that's one thing that I'm excited about is it is pivoting how I go about my, my social presence and, and even sales as a whole. Yeah. And you know, like you're saying, you're getting replies from those people, right? So, I mean, they're, they're actively engaged. I think it was Colin, you know, replied to me, he's, he's got like 2 million people following, you know, and it wasn't just a generic response. It was actually a thought out. So, you know, it's crazy that these people are going through all of those and having genuine communications, but it's clear. Yeah. Just, just correction on that. Colin definitely is a little bit lower. He has, I think he has more like, 50 or 60,000. Uh, if we can well, get a reply still, from Gary V though, with his 3 million or whatever he has, that'll, that'll be the, a great day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well still, I mean, 50, 60,000, that's, you know, 10 X, what, you know, our, our audience base. Exactly. Exactly. So I think one thing kind of building on the fact that things have become more of a conversation and, and really focusing on up leveling those around us, it, it kind of brings me to um, something I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks. And that's really focusing on 
how you create that content in email and LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. to really be personalized to your prospect and really focus on what's important to them to drive value. So I was actually, I saw a post on LinkedIn. Uh, I want to say it was earlier this week from um, a sales coach named Jason Bay. And one of the big things yep. that he mentioned was he receives emails from Fortune 100 companies daily. And a lot of them he doesn't respond to. And he mentioned that it's, it's frankly not because there is necessarily an issue the product, with, yeah. right. There's no, there's, it's not like their product or service sucks. It's just that it's just not personalized and doesn't really focus on how they work in relation to the benefit that he would see from it. Right. So that's something that uh, I think is absolutely critical. Great call out. And, and I think this is one of the things I love most about uh, LinkedIn influencers, especially on the sales side, is they they drop bits of knowledge that are just so obvious that we don't necessarily think about and formulate into an idea that we implement in our day to day. But this was right. something Things you that might I know, but not not be able to apply, right? Right. Or well, you, well, you, think you can't apply, it. but it's just not something that we're consciously not, working not on. Not in the forefront of your mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So that that actually got me uh, a little bit curious on on looking a little bit more into the LinkedIn aspect and email aspect and seeing what success yep. rate came from that personalization. And John, I know you did kind of the same. What, what were some of the things that you found that you thought were helpful and contributed to your knowledge of email personalization and LinkedIn personalization? Well, yeah, you know, we, we were sharing some articles back and forth um, before this and, and all this week. And, you know, the, the really data-driven points that, that we talked about, you know, sit here and say, you know, according to, to surveys from sales loft, 55% of respondents will, you know, respond to something that's customized to them. But we saw graphs and, and fall offs of if you don't customize, you know, as you, as you start to customize and then dropping off to over customization where right. things can get a little foggy. I, I um, remember what, what they did it with. I think it was like 200 million different, interactions they were looking at and right 200 million different emails right it was like the 20 to 80 percent range of personalization in an email was super effective and i think it was something like 112 percent reply when it's 20 percent or more of personalization and and 40 percent higher open rate which is just absolutely crazy yeah it's like almost 6x what what they're getting without it you know right i I did think it was funny though so in that in that sales loft article they mentioned where after 80% it starts dropping off. I think it's over personalization. Yeah. Right. Starts getting creepy. Like, uh, hope you enjoyed your, your breakfast today of eggs and bacon. It's like, okay. Right. (laughs) Well, and and not even that, but if you're, if you're focusing too much on, on the personalization, you know, that's, that's definitely an aspect of it. But then on the other side, it's, I'm focusing so much on trying to tailor this to Roman that now, you know, I'm talking about the Denver Broncos and I'm not talking about, any actual message. I'm just having to, you know, kind of being right. chummy or trying to be chummy. And Roman doesn't know me. He's, he's not going to want to just chat with a random stranger. Right. Right. I think, and I think too, one thing that when they say personalization, I know that can be kind of vague, but one of the, the other pieces that I've been picking up is really kind of to, to the point we made with Jason Bay earlier is really focusing on the value to them. So first, making sure that you are consciously aware of their why, anything, and what their life is like in the world today, but also understanding that if you are going to go about trying to push 
push a sale, understanding the value to them. So rather than just going in and giving your check checklist of different things that your product does, why should they care about it at all? And I think that mm-hmm. comes with a lot more research and a lot more focus on what their specific role is and what the specific functionality of your product is. So the reason a lot of people don't do that is because it takes, first of all, a better understanding of your product, but a better understanding of that individual. And it's time consuming. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. But if you can find it's, a way to go ahead. It's not a, yeah, it's not a pray and, or spray and pray approach, right? It's, it's a rifle, not a shotgun. Right. And I think uh, I was reading an inter- interview with Matt Metzger from uh, my tell and he basically, and I'm paraphrasing, so, so don't quote me, but you know, it's, said the customer owns the conversation. We're coming to them, right? We're trying to facilitate the conversation. So they, they really need to be spoken to in the format. And at the time, you know, that they prefer to be reached out to. So, you know, try reaching out to people a bunch of different ways. They're going to respond in the format that, and it's something I think I've seen you comment on LinkedIn posts about, right? Right. If you're leaving voicemails and the guy doesn't check his voicemail, what are you doing? You know, right. If you're not also following up with an email and a LinkedIn message. Right. And I think that's, that's a big thing too, is focusing on getting more creative. Uh, when I first got into sort of commercial slash enterprise sales, I leaned on outreach as a tool way too much. So for anyone not familiar, outreach is, is one of those sales tools where you can schedule sequences of emails to go out over time. So it's all automated. And yep. The challenge of that as a new sales rep is falling into, hey, this tool will do everything for me and creating general lists and uploading hundreds or thousands of folks to send out this content to. And it's just too general. Yeah. There's no, it it, forget the 20 to 80% customization. There's 0% customization and personalization. It's just completely spray and pray. And I was seeing with some of those bigger campaigns, I did 1% or less response rate and I think it was like 6% or less open rate. And right. that that was something where personalization was relevant then. And it's even more relevant now as things are just getting tougher for folks and really focusing on their why and what's important to them is is more critical than ever. Yeah. The, their why is something that we always talk about. And, you know, I think that's a perfect way to sum it up. You know, right. why are they doing what they're doing? What What makes them tick? And to add to that, I think thing you it's not just personalization that equals meeting, but lack of personalization can actually potentially destroy opportunities. I've had it happen right. before where I was using, again, a tool like Outreach where I would send mass emails and I would get so many, this isn't relevant to me or please stop spamming me. And stuff this like is that. annoying, yeah. Right. So not only does it not equal a potential conversation, but it destroys any potential relationship with that prospect down the line. It can I, shut I mentioned door, it, yeah. Right. I, I mentioned but. it last time where I had a, a, a client that um, got laid off from his job and I still connect with him regularly over LinkedIn, share some insights here and there. And it was something where we have this working relationship because it wasn't started off with that punch in the face of here's our product, do the research now, figure out what's relevant to you and get back to me so we can have a meeting. So right. don't, don't want to burn those bridges. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, that's the whole, that's the, the new name of the game, especially, you know, and if this market does trend significantly down, you know, it, people are gonna, like I said, people are always gonna remember the people that are just uh, there to level with them. I've got a guy that I was talking to 
uh, I've been talking with them since February. So from February to March, we were just kind of beginning that process, right? You know, it's a, it's a long, longer sales cycle with, you know, larger companies and we were sitting down and really starting everything off. And then what happened in, in mid March coronavirus? Well, him and I have, have kind of continued our, our conversations a little bit, but more so now it's just checking in. Hey, how's the company doing? How, how are you guys doing? All that sort of stuff. Um, and we've kept that line of communication open. And I think this, this last week, I can't remember if it was last week or this week, he shoots me a email. And he's like, Hey, you know, I know this stuff is just dragging on and dragging on. I really appreciate you being patient. I want to let you know, like we were looking at other competitors of yours and we were kind of shutting the door on that because they won't shut up about their product. Um, but we want to continue talking with you guys. So that's, that's always a good feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think getting overly pushy is, it's going to exhaust them. I mean, I know how it is for me. I've, there's just sales conversations that I've just gotten cold on and that, and that's coming from a sales guy because it just was overly aggressive and it was something where I didn't feel like they genuinely cared about the the reason I was even having a conversation with them. It was just, here's our product and shoving it. Well, and it's easy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's easy for a salesperson to revert back to that when they start getting afraid of, you know, Hey, people are, aren't buying as much, you know, doors, people might be shutting their doors or, you know, I'm afraid I won't hit quota. It's easy to jump into that persona of, Hey, I need to go cram product. But if you can not do that, if you can, you know, hold your tongue, then typically those, those start to pay off in the long run. Right. So, so one last point on this and, and then I guess we'll kind of wrap things because um, yeah. I know this is really our primary target for today, but kind of a, a bit of advice from me. And, and again, anytime John or I give advice, take it with a grain of salt. We're still very early <laughs> in our sales career, but right. one thing that has been working well for me over the last couple months has been LinkedIn, even over email or phone call or video yeah. or whatever it is. And the reason is, is because with everything going on, it is important to remember that people are people first and foremost. And LinkedIn is a great platform because it allows you to engage people professionally in a casual manner. So you think mm-hmm. about someone sending you a message, it's like out of the blue, it's like, hey, would love to connect and, and hopefully network. If someone did that over email, it would be a little weird. For me, I know it'd be a little weird, but if it came through LinkedIn, you have the access to their profile and understand some of the things that they've been doing and understand right. their history. So even before you have your first conversation, you understand, you know, the, the potential benefits and the mutual, you know, a little bit about who they are. Right. Right. So that's one of the big things that I've loved is I've had a chance to delve more into using LinkedIn and really yeah. seeing the true benefit of it and we how it have, actually yeah. focuses on bringing a personalized aspect and more of an intimate approach to the otherwise sort of cold and I don't know, lackluster <laughs> business relationships. Uh, that we're right accustomed to where you just have a relationship with Roman Pinnell, the, uh, the sales rep, you don't have a connection with Roman person, right? Right. Absolutely. You're trying to avoid. So I, I think that's kind of a good place to wrap it, John. So to everyone listening in just further clarification on, on some of the things that we hope to dive into here in the future with selling to friends, um, personalization and champion building is really one of the big things that we want to focus on because we think it really is important today. It's to what interests us, yeah. 
Well, even that, it's what's most important to salespeople today because it's what interests their clients. I mean, yep. the clients, the clients um, feeling like they're being almost like doted on, but focused on and taken care of is something that's really important. A, a phrase my dad taught me, what, in, or what interests my clients fascinates me, right? <laughs> exactly. So, you, you know, you get to learn a little bit about a lot of stuff, talking to a lot of different people. Right. And I think that's, that's a good thing too, is, is learning a lot about, you know, from different people. That's something that we hope to do as well is here in the future, we hope to bring leaders in account executives, maybe even past customers that we've worked with to really share insights across the board in the sales field. While we have a personal interest in the champion building aspect, we hope that this is really going to be a well-rounded podcast that will provide insight into all those different facets, especially areas that we maybe don't have as much familiarity. Absolutely. Yeah. We're hoping to bring on people with, with some skills, you know, uh, above and beyond what we can do. So we can just really talk everything, sales, sales management, whatever it might be, things we don't have expertise in, but you know, we're looking right. to learn too. And we'll try to be better about getting these out every two weeks. I think it's been three weeks now, right? <laughs> Since the last month. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, 4th of July and, and weddings don't have happen every weekend uh, right knock on wood you know yeah we, we get that we get the excuse this time uh, yeah well, we, we, get, we get a free pass <laughs> right well thanks everyone for listening in um thank you guys. definitely definitely share any insights with us um, we'll be posting this on uh, our personal pages and our company page so if you if you are interested in joining we would love to get um you know either a direct message from Give you through linkedin or a comment yep. and um we'd love to have you on we're trying to have someone on um in our next episode. So thanks again, everyone for for listening in.